Early settlers used to call these rainbirds. Such a fabulous noise. They're the Carnaby's black cockatoos and they're such a strong part of Australian folklore. As they uh, migrated to breeding grounds, those raucous calls were a, a sign of good luck. And sadly, these days, that, that cry is um, more akin to a call for help. They're from the southwest of Western Australia. There's only a small pocket of, of these birds left, permanently under threat to poachers and many illegally shot. The incredible life cycle of, of this bird is documented in the film On a Wing and a Prayer. And with us on Afternoons is Leighton DeBarris, the filmmaker, and Rick Dawson, who's a senior wildlife investigator, leading the fight to save this beautiful icon of our state. Hello, gentlemen. Good how are you going? Now, we, we were talking just um, while we were having a bit of a listen to Ray about the use of the, the word icon to describe something because it is so overused. And I was sort of thinking about, you know, I've got it, you, you can't just kind of bandy it around for nothing and but for you Rick at least that that's very apt yeah absolutely I mean um, our office is in the Kensington area down in Como there and if you go back to the days of the pines that were all through that area people would talk about many thousands of them flying through and um, most people hear the bird before they see them you know they're um there's that the folklore about the rain and the and the Carnaby's black cockatoo, but I think that's more really relative to the fact that their movements coincide with the rain to and from the breeding area and back to Perth. So, but uh, you normally hear them before you see them because they make such a great noise. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's just um, it, it's they cover the hill near my house, and it's a, again with rain. So that is just a a, a wives' tale. Yeah, and they, they actually seem to not even be concerned about rain. They'll sit there and let it pour on top of them and, and go about their business normally. But uh, they do move. Their movements coincide with the rain. They come back to Perth in that sort of early January when you get their first summer rains and everyone goes, oh, wow. And then, then they start to move in that late autumn into winter when they're heading off into the breeding grounds again. So their movements are, do coincide with the rain too. And they're obviously very special to you. Why, why is that? Yeah, I, um, I like them. I mean, they're a wonderful bird. They're, they're a great bird to study. Just by their nature, they nest in low trees, which make them easy to poach, make them easy to study. Um, they, um, you know, make their make their presence known. Those in captivity got a bit of a rat bag about them, which I really enjoy. And uh, yeah, they just, uh, you know, even the ones in captivity, they never really quite tamed down. They just got a way about them that I really find quite endearing. They're bolshy, aren't they? Very much, very much. Yeah. And Leighton, what? What drew you to this this project? Tell us a bit about that. Um, well, I first met Rick when we did the documentary called Whale Patrol um, with Doug Cochran and the Whale Rescue Team. Rick's uh, one of the m- main members of that team. And then he was talking about black cockatoos. And I'd pretty much like you, I'd seen them around. Um, but I didn't know the true story. And the more I talked to Rick and, I, and the more I uh, was involved in his work, the more inter- interesting it became. And also, too, with the black cockatoos, it, it, it's uh, they are iconic West Australian birds because... They're only found here, the white tails and the red tails. And, um, but the problem is endemic through the whole south of Australia, South Australia, Victoria, I think it's southern New South Wales and Tasmania. So what's happening with the birds here also represents what's happening with the birds through the whole southern half of Australia. Well, when you say the problem? The problem is um, loss of um, breeding habitat and feeding habitat, poaching and um, sometimes shooting. Now who's, who's shooting them? I guess just by their nature because they require food. I mean, they made the Swan Coastal Plain their home. They'd always migrate from their breeding grounds in the wheat belt to the Swan Coastal Plain. And as a result of that, there are, uh, you know, uh, aviculturists, uh, sorry, orchardists that, um, that uh, you know, are affected by these birds. And, and over the years, there's, there's been some shooting in the result of that. But we're working closely with them, department. We're 
we're trying to come with measures and provide devices to try and uh, you know reduce the the damage the birds do. Um, but you know, I guess it's just part of it's just one of many things. I guess the old death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? There's a number of things that are affecting the carnivores. Uh, Peter has um, has rung in to say he remembers when the leech highway towards Fremantle was um, out in the sticks and lined with trees and thousands of black cockatoos. Everyone has a memory, don't they? Well, if you go back to the figures when the studies were happened, they reckon there was probably 110,000 carnivores black cockatoos. Now the numbers are you know below 40, between 20 and 40, depending on who you who you talk to. So it's quite hard to count because their range is quite quite wide. So um, you know it's well over 50 percent drop. You know. In 50 years. And another um, a, a, another listener has, has asked, are we talking about when we say the carnaby black cockatoo, is this the black cockatoo with the red tail or the white tail? No, it's the white tail. There's actually two species of white tail. There's a carnaby's black cockatoo, which is the short build, the wheat belt version, and then you have the long build version, which is the Bordens, which is the forest white tail black cockatoo, which doesn't come very much higher than Perth and runs all the way down right into the Kerry country and, and mainly um, feeds on Mary trees, so... They're quite different in their calls and their feeding habits. So they're actually two different species. We have two species of whitetails. So tell us, uh, Leighton, about the film, the, the, what, you, what you're trying to do with that. Well, um, well, for the first time, we're actually um, following the whole breeding cycle. So we actually, um, a lot of people see them in Perth. A lot of people don't know what happens when they, when they migrate and they go to the wheat belt and um, breed and mate. So we're going to take people on that journey. Um, and they only have one mate, don't they? Well, I suppose so. Ooh, could be that's yeah, contentious, it's, isn't it? No, I, th- I think that's they have one mate at a time, certainly, and they mate for life if they can. But there are records to show if they lose a mate some period of time, they will remate. But uh, I don't think there's very many records of divorce. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, I mean, as you know, when you look at them, there's a lot of, I mean, the bond is very strong and um, spending time filming them and, and seeing the mutual preening, you know, when they preen each other that's and beautiful. oh it is and they cuddle up to each other and um they have a bit of a squabble now and then but who doesn't? But that's lovely. And by Sign being of a good marriage. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um and also seeing two blokes fighting over uh, a girl. That's quite interesting. And we've been able to get a lot of really good behaviour just by filming in Perth. But what we hope to take people on is the is is the is the breeding migration um under Rick's supervision and under a special licence from DEC. Uh, for the first time, we're putting high-definition cameras in their um, nesting hollows. And we hope to actually stream this on the ABC website so people can actually see the bird, the egg being laid, and they can follow the whole life cycle of that chick growing up and fledging. And um, we hope to actually regularly talk to you about it and um, what's going on because we're expecting the first birds to arrive in three weeks, aren't we? So we're yeah. all ready to go. Yeah, oh, just, fantastic. And you're following the, so you, the, the one bird family. We hope. We've set up the one bird family. We know the nest. We don't know where they are now, but we hope, hopefully they'll come in and visit. They pretty much go to the same nest every year, but what happens every now and then, some other cheeky hen will come in first and may take it over. If they don't, they'll nest very close. They Squashes. always Yes, absolutely, jump in. Um, but they'll, they'll, they nest within the same area very close every year, and if they can, they certainly will nest in the same nest because obviously it's a good home, you know, so... Um, we've got the cameras in at the moment, and uh, there's, um, we're waiting for, for the hen to, to sort of um, pick her own home because she goes on a bit of a shopping spree. She'll go around, even though she knows which is the best one, you'll watch them. They'll go from nest to nest to nest, and she'll pick which one. She's the one who brings the male back to her grounds, so, um, and then she'll lay one or two eggs. And a matriarchal yeah, system. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, the hen bird runs the show. I like the sound <laughs> of that. And I, I've... Um, Looking at uh, the the piece that you sent us, and your your um, you, you spend a lot of time 
educating or chasing people around who aren't doing the right thing. You're very passionate about it. Yeah, um, I like to use the words passion. Some say obsession, but mm. uh, uh, you know, it's been a big part of my life the last uh, few years. So, uh, I mean, they're easy to love, you know, and um, I think hopefully making a bit of a difference. Um, some of the advances in DNA as a result of that, which is helping us restrict poaching, which we're going to you know talk about later on, and and uh, our knowledge of their breeding cycle, and and you know, I actually think we're we're making a difference. There's no doubt about it. So. That's fantastic. We're talking to Leighton DeBarris, filmmaker and wildlife investigator Rick Dawson on Afternoons about the the film On a Wing and a Prayer, which is about to be in production. How long are you expecting to follow the cycle through? Well, um, we've we've been shooting for two or three years with Rick. And um, like I said, um, when we had our conversation before, it was very hard to get international interest to trigger all the funding. So we went ahead and with the support of ABC Television and Screen West, um, we were able to get over the line. So we'll be filming till hopefully the end of November or early December, and this is just the breeding cycle. Going to produ- uh, editing probably in, in November and hopefully have the film out in May. So when can That's we expect the theory. To be, that's that's the, the theory. theory. <laughs> when can we expect to be able to see this? I've, I've had a look at some of the vision that you've shot and that they're so startlingly clear. It's, yeah, it's, it's high def, so it's lovely. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I guess the filmmaker's got to rely on the birds doing the right thing and... Um, they're actually their breeding cycle is about a hundred days, so it takes a hundred days from when the eggs are laid to when they fledge. So it'll be quite interesting. So hopefully yeah. we'll get it all done this year and get yeah. it get it sorted out by mid year. Yeah. And, and we've had we've got some very interesting technology that we might be using. We might be bringing in a small um, uh, UAV. It's a little helicopter that we hope to fly amongst the flock and get all our shots. Um, now we're going to do quite an intense social media campaign, which hopefully you can be a part of, or or your listeners. And we're going to diarise and blog everything that we're doing so people can get a good idea of all the behind-the-scenes um, ways that we get the film done. So how do people get involved with that? Um, the website's um, being constructed now in the next three or four weeks and that's when I'd like to be in contact with you again because the bird should be in then. And then lovely. Well, we hope. That's the theory. But again, that's the theory. So, very close, if not. So we, we've seen two, a pair flying around the area. We're expecting, I don't know, 12 or 14 pairs. Well, I hope you've gussied it up for them. We've picked. We've certainly picked the best hollows, and we've gone to a lot of lot of effort to make sure that we've um, disturbed the minimal amount we have. But in uh, you know these birds will actually nest in a bin. We've actually put a bin up on a pole, and they'll in the right area, and they'll nest in a bin. So we've repaired hollows, we've put cameras in, and done bits and pieces. And I'm fairly confident they'll nest. So, but I guess with animals, you've got to keep your fingers crossed, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a, a friend of mine from school. I haven't seen him for a while, and he's like MacGyver, but he's better than MacGyver because he's real, you know. And um, and he's no um, one's better than MacGyver. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> we have to meet him in person. But under Rick's supervision, he's he's a builder, and um, he's done all the um, insertions of he's cut the hollow uh, the wood out of the hollows um, perfectly. And and Rick's asked us to keep that wood because then you can plug it back in, and the tree will grow around around it. And he's put special housings in the hollows for us, and he's patched them up. And also, what so at the same time when he's built our housings. He also has patched the hollows up because some some of them, the wood splits, yeah. and it's a it's a practice with DC and and people involved in cockatoo that they patch um, the trees up. And there's a tree called Ned Kelly that's got so much tin on it, it looks like Ned Kelly. And um, and then so Rick goes <laughs> and they go and fix these up. So so we're also value adding to their property as well at the same time as that's making quite an operation. Yes. Well done. Nice to talk to you both. No and, and we'll be seeing you again soon to yeah. report on progress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, Fantastic. Leighton DeBarris and Rick Dawson in their effort to save the beautiful Carnaby's black cockatoo. Let's hear a little bit more from them.